party. Okay, go ahead and just like speak loudly and let it rip. Oh, my little audio engineer, the little the little man has become a man. The little boy has become a man in the world of audio. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's good, everybody? My name is Tan. It's your favorite loudmouth, the grooviest of all misfits. Uh, fuck, I'm happy to be back, man. Happy to sit down, uh, record another podcast for you guys. Ever since my, uh, I did a little Mike Mass follow on the account, as you guys probably saw, the Groovy Misfits pod uh, Instagram. And I don't know why I didn't do it way sooner, like way fucking sooner. But uh, the, the, the account was a little stagnant, wasn't really getting much like traction. So I was like, fuck it, send it. And I followed a bunch of people and like apparently a ton of people that follow my personal account, but just happened to skip past the posts I post about my fucking podcast <laughs> doing that like super skip thing where like they watch the videos, but just like, that's what I do at least. Uh, so they're all like all stoked and fucking like, Oh no shit. And got some feedback, people digging it, all that stuff, which just obviously makes me crazy happy. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to uh, do a little solo podcast. Uh, let you guys know some upcoming stuff I have uh, planned, and give you just a little little taster of what the fuck I've been doing uh, in the last couple weeks. Uh, obviously, Nathan just came through. Uh, did the atheism uh, communism fucking podcast, which was super fun. Uh, I know he sounded a little quiet. Like when people start recording podcasts, especially if that was his first time. Uh, they don't, it's just, it's kind of confronting. You, you feel me? Like it's just kind of uncomfortable. And so they like speak way far away from the mic or they move the mic a lot from left to right, uh, or like whatever. And, uh, really when you record, you gotta like, you gotta fucking smooch the mic. Like that's why you hear me so well is cause it's in front of my face. Uh, and so, but it was really great, cool experience. Uh, really cool experience that the little bonus pod we did, I thought was going to be kind of flat just because like I said, he's super grounded. And so we didn't really get into the weeds, but then like tons of people liked it. Tons of people thought it was cool. Uh, and I mean, space is fucking cool, especially when someone can nerd out like that, you know, and we both can nerd out on space. Like, uh, he's really in the mathematical side, but I know a fair amount of like auxiliary information. That's really cool. Uh, and so we can, we can jam. So that was fun. Uh, Fuck, I have some up, upcoming people. The homegirl Courtney is going to come on and give me a, uh, a <laughs> astrology reading. Like, dude, ever since I started uh, like started dating again and meeting people and just like kind of like getting out there, uh, dude, like a lot of these chicks that I end up talking to are always like, what's your birthday? When were you born? What are you, you know, oh, you're starburst descending and you're fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like you're Venus's twin cousin and all that shit. And I have no clue. I'm like, I have no clue. I feel lost. I, I'm like exposed. I'm like, Oh uh, yeah, dude. Uh, all I know is like I'm an Aries and that this like one time I was told the Aries are like man, child, egotistical maniac, big baby, uh, like people. And I was like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to own that, but like, sure. So, uh, Courtney is uh, really fucking awesome. And over the years has like been super into, uh, astrology and all that shit. And so she's going to come on, give me a reading. We're going to, uh, sesh on that. I have this other chick, uh, who, uh, just like a mutual friend 
who like hit me up and was like, I'm all about that shit too. I'm about uh, like, she's like a witch, all this cool shit. So she's going to come on as well. So we'll touch on some astrology stuff. I'll get the down low on that and uh, see if I fucking can vibe with it or not. Like, I don't know about the woo woo shit, dude. I truthfully don't know about the woo woo shit. Like the one time I got a tarot card reading for my homie's girlfriend that day I went to jail. And ever since then, I'm just like, nah, nah, no. And I was sober and I, and I was painting a chill spot in the middle of fucking nowhere up north, a bridge I'd painted a hundred times. And just that one time, dude, I got fucking uh, arrested because the cop just happened to poke his, he felt the intuition, the stars aligned for him and his nipples started tingling. And he was like, let's just go check under this bridge out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there I was. Uh, and so ever since then, I was like, you can keep those fucking devil cards away from me. <laughs> so the woo is crazy, man. The woo is crazy. But we'll we'll go through that. Uh, I also have my boy Gian coming out who is like, fuck, dude. He's, he's such a good dude. And uh, I've just like been connected with him for so many years. And we've had such like a just like just a, a, a lifestyle relationship like friendship where we've never been incredibly close in each other's lives but like i've always been there and uh you know when i got sober and we kind of re reconnected and shit uh over the years we've just I, i've just really grown to appreciate him even more i've always like looked up to him and he's always been a good dude to me uh but like you know we had fr different friend circles and shit like that but like now like i consider him like a really close friend uh, and, and just someone that like, I, I fucking trust and I just am proud of and, and all that. And he, he shows love to me. I show love to him. He's great. So he's going to come out Sunday. We're going to record a homie podcast. Uh, and then I got a couple my homegirl, Cerinthia, she's going to be coming on too. And, and just, we're going to have a homie pod. I have people coming in. It's not just going to be me. I got people to show up for you guys. Uh, and hopefully, you know, offer some good content. And again, if anyone's like dog, like I just, I want to come and talk about this or that or whatever. Like I'm not picky. I just. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just want to have fun with people. I want to have good content and I just want to kick it, you know, meet people, have experiences, learn about people. I love hearing people's stories. I love hearing about their passions because that's how I just like, that's how I, I give more color to my life. You know what I'm saying? It's like soaking up other people's energy and getting down. That's a lot of the things I pick up in life are from that. Other people putting me on because they're passionate about it. I see that passion. I feel that passion. And then I'm like, hmm, I'll stick my toe in. And then all of a sudden I'm like covered in this new uh, genre of music or this new genre of movies or this new hobby, whatever, you know, whatever. And so, uh, yeah, got a lot of cool shit coming, man. I've been like on a wave, dude. I, again, I always, you know, space daddy provides, uh, I, I've been like tapped in with my intuition and I've just been following it. And man, I've been having just like fucking incredibly important experiences. I'm not going to get too much into detail just out of privacy and everything, but man, there's just like, there's a lot of love out there, dude. And right now, like I'm, I'm having a really fucking cool experience with someone, uh, that's super important to me. And, uh, it just like every, every day, every time there's just this like experience where I'm just like, fuck, I'm really, really grateful. And I'm really thankful for that experience and that it's, uh, it's just ever growing. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just like, I devoid of expectations or anything like that, which is, it's really easy to do with this person, uh, that like, I'm just like, I'm just letting it, letting it fucking take, take its course. And I, I completely trust in the process and it's fucking great and it's beautiful and I'm very lucky. Uh, yeah. Okay. Enough about me. Check it. Oh, last thing, last thing on the up to dates for Tanner Bailey, King Bailey, Beetle Bailey is coming back, dude. He's coming back. 
coming back to visit, dude. He's going to be here for like 10 days. I'm spoiled, dog. I'm spoiled. God, I love that kid. Uh, he was, as you guys know, he was just here a couple weeks ago. Stayed for like fucking, seemed like a month, like three weeks. We did a bunch of tats. We went to shows. We ate a bunch of food. We kicked it. Uh, he showed up for me in ways that like I really needed. Uh, and just like, dude, he's coming back. Oh, my God. I didn't think I was going to see him for a hot minute, right? Because I'm not going back to the islands anytime soon after going to Maui and the flight and how it just wrecked my shit. I was just like, nah, I'm cool on that. So I, was, I wasn't going to go see him anytime soon, but then the fact that he's coming back, dude, oh my God, it just like made my made my year. Two times in one year of like extended period of time with Bailey is so fucking tight. Very lucky. So he's coming in at the end of the month, uh, and we're, we got shit lined up, and we're just going to vibe out, dude, and chill and be homies, and I'm very lucky for that. Uh, can't wait. Super excited. We're definitely going to record way more podcast than we did last time which we recorded like one 30 minute one <laughs> so this time we'll, we'll sit down and actually chill and maybe we'll do like a, a episode of dave review where we watch dave and record a podcast or who knows who knows i, I have ideas i'm the idea guy i'm the, he's he's my muse i'm the idea guy uh yeah so today today what i've been thinking about recently and some conversations i've had with people and what i've been thinking about a lot over the years is is uh death my death story my death expectation you can say uh and you know it's like something that is a natural fact of life it's like the most true thing that we experience is we will fucking die we are finite right but it's so taboo and there's so much fear and, and just like attached to it. and it's normal like like my whole life with death uh was I was terrified like like literally terrified dude it was it, it really ate me up for a long time I didn't understand death I was afraid of death the whole concept of like what is after this darkness that was my biggest thing it was just like will I just be in purgatory will I just be in like a vacuum of nothingness uh with my consciousness right so it would just be me and that's like the biggest fear for humans right being alone being alone but being conscious being present but just having absolutely no stimulation having no connection having no support uh and that would freak me out freak me out but what's crazy so that was like me until i was like 20 something right always had this big huge fear of death uh never talked about it out of the fear never explored any option like, like you know any possibilities or, or what that may look like whether it's through uh, religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs or just like fundamentally like what could that look like whatever but then like over the years, man, uh, especially since I got sober and I started doing like a lot of self-work and growth and having experiences, uh, it's changed so much for me. It's changed so much for me. Uh, that fear's gone. You know, I'm sure like if I was ever at a point where I knew I was about to die or my health was failing, I'd be confronted with it again in, in a completely different perspective and that fear could come back. That's just natural. I'm sure that just always happens. But like, you know, we're fucking space dust and i feel like we always just return to the fucking the cosmos you know in many ways and we i just happen to be my like atoms just happen to be on a mean wind streak of like the last like three billion years i was talking to somebody about that uh and i was just like yeah well, i'm on a wind streak dude we all are anyone that's alive right now like we we're the space dust that's been fucking on a hot one for however billions of years and we just happen to be here you know and i think that's why we also have the ultimate desire to procreate and to keep sending our genes and atoms and molecules forward in, in time and, and keep that wind streak alive, you know? Uh, and so really the biggest thing for me with death is like, I've experienced since I've been sober, you know, growing up, I had a couple traumatic, like death, like my, my grandpa and my grandma 
died a pretty brutal death through like Lewy body dementia and Alzheimer's and that's just like pretty intense on the body so it was a long slow burn and it was uh, it was brutal right so that's what I was exposed to kind of a pretty dark death nothing like old age type stuff or any and I'll get into that because that's funny because that's I, I posted the question on the pod and you guys are gonna fucking hate this episode uh because it's all romantic a lot of people want the romantic shit right but I'll get into that so you know my grandpa's grandma uh my uncle kind of just died in these like kind of my, my brother Joshua's uh dad passed away uh kind of kind of early in our minds in my mind you know I think he I think he could have had many more years but it was just kind of like you know what happened happened right but it was it was kind of abrupt in many ways but also you know I, I get it as well just kind of like how it happened and why it happened and everything uh so I had this this crazy fear throughout all of those this weird conception uh, of, of death right but then since getting sober I've been exposed to like tragic loss but from a different perspective from like a I guess you could say healed or informed or uh just a different fucking perspective as, as I view life in general right? I'm a completely different person now than I was you know 10 years ago or growing up I'm a completely different person and so I, I a couple years ago <laughs> couple years ago, I started thinking about like death and how I'd want to go out, dude. How the fuck would I want to go out? How's my ticket going to get punched? If I had control of it, obviously, you know, if I had control of it, if I could choose most people as, as I saw, and I knew this was going to come when I asked the question about how people would want to die. It's this, I want to die comfortable either in my sleep or surrounded by people I love in a bed, oh, sorry, I just burped, in a bed or in a hospital or whatever, surrounded by love, comfort, peaceful death, painless, uh, and that's fucking adorable, right? That's adorable, and fuck, I wish that for you. I wish that for everybody. That'd be so cute, dude. That's like a movie, you know? One, uh, one, one girl, this really cool girl, she was like, you know, notebook style, right? Oh my God, duh, that's like the fucking... That would be the sweetest thing in the world, you know, cuddling your fucking spouse who like moments after you die hearts explodes because it just needs your connection. And then you die and you guys are holding each other while like ever so slightly your cold, dead lips are like kissing each other. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, God damn, duh, I want that. But, but hold on. In my experience, in my fucking experience, most people die from choking on their fucking tongue or vomit of old age. They die of suffocation. Ugh, I know. Dude, it's going to get dark. This is kind of going to be morbid. That's why you guys that want the romantic shit, not going to vibe with this. But, like, that's how it is, right? Like, that's the fact of life, and that's what I was confronted with, like, over and over again for a long time is, like, most death isn't peaceful. You feel me? Like, most death is not fucking peaceful. So, I, but I leaned into that. I leaned into that. And I was like, okay. So, if I'm going to die on, like, swallowing my tongue or a fucking heart attack or something brutal when I'm 80... Okay, so it's going to be rough no matter what. Like, like fucking daddy's going to wiggle a little bit when he dies. It's going to be kind of a struggle. There's going to be some fear there. So, so why not fucking go out like a champion, right? A fucking champion. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, hopefully I can call my boy while I'm recording this. Uh, and he's going to give me the rundown on his because his is almost as fucking dark as mine. But check it out. So check it out. Obviously, I already said if I had a if I had a death scenario 
where I have the love of my life next to me, petting my fucking hair, telling me all the sweet nothings about how how I've affected their lives and that they love me and they need me and that like life would have been empty without them and it will be empty with and all of that. Sure, sign me up, dude. Like sign me up. I'm fucking on the dotted line. I'll give my liver for that just to know that can happen. That's me. I'm a romantic. That I'd love that. But nine times out of ten, that's just like that's not gonna happen. And so I started thinking about it. I started thinking about it. It's like, how the fuck do I want to die? And this is how I want to die. There's a ride. I want to die a traumatic death. Not necessarily for me, because every death is going to be traumatic, right? But I want to die a traumatic death in the way of fucking where it affects the most people possible. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so fucked up, man, but there's some method in my madness. Okay, so it's like, what I mean by that is think about it. How do we stay if, if we, we really want to think about legacy, right? And, oh, we, we live on through others, right? Like we, we are uh, remembered by the ones that we affected positively or negatively, right? Uh, and every time someone thinks of us, we are reborn again, po- quite possibly, right, through consciousness and connection, right? And maybe that's why, you know, think about Napoleon or – Fucking all these these huge monumental characters were in many ways immortal through lore and legacy and I mean all that shit, right? So if that's the case, well, I'm probably not gonna fucking change the world through renewable energy or anything like that. But daddy can fucking die a traumatic death where they people might have to go to therapy for a little bit over it. And I'm not talking suicide because I'm I do not condone that at all. It is fucking like I am a advocate for suicide awareness and like that is not the way out. So I would never do that ever, ever, ever. That is not in my ideal. But, but dying a traumatic death is I think the way I wanted to go. And so I started sussing that out, right? And I was like, well, what does that look like? Not a plane crash. That's too fucking, that's just too like, it's not common, but that's just like, no, there's pe- other people. Involved. I don't want anyone else to die with me dying. So, so I don't want anyone else to die. I don't want it like to be like this huge, like fucking, you know, giant massacre kind of thing. But what I want is there's a ride at the Puyallup fair at many fairs, most fairs called the slingshot. Okay. I want to strap into that motherfucker unbeknownst to me. I don't know I'm going to die. So I'm not getting into this ride. Like this is it. I'm getting this ride. Like this is going to be a fun fucking eight minutes of giggles and whoo or whatever and then i'm just gonna come off and go eat elephant ear like that's what i'm expecting right but if i'm gonna go out this is how i want to go out so get strapped into the ride okay it's a busy day at the fair it's a busy day it's like one of those days where it's just like everyone's like all at once like we're gonna go to the fair and fuck up some scones and like people watch right so it's busy strap into this motherfucker giggling i'm anxious i love this ride in general i've ridden it multiple times uh giggling eager right can't wait probably with uh, hopefully i'm not with someone maybe it's a stranger i don't want to be with a loved one maybe it's just me maybe i'm just like fuck it solo slingshot hopefully that'd be the case uh and i go on a strap in and like right before (laughs) right before they let they let go they're like oh fuck what's that which they do sometimes they'll drop a bolt i've seen videos like they'll drop a nut or something be like oh no and they'll just fucking send the people and it's just like pure terror but like this is like a real thing or like the the guy that's like you know withdrawing from heroin because he's a carny and he can't find anything because they haven't paid him yet because they pay him at the end of the fair so he's kind of like withdrawing and like he forgets something with some strap or something or he sees that something's broke and someone's like no no no, wait and he fucking's like nodding off he just sends it and i go up 
and at the fucking apex, like a, like a fucking, the best childhood slingshot ever, dude. Just that rubber, just snap. It just fucking flings my ass, right? And then, and then I go into other people's perspective where you, all you see people, thousands of people look up and they just see a fucking ball of tanner fucking spiraling in the air flying through the air and at first everyone would be like what the fuck is that dude they're like whoa what is uh, is it a balloon is it fucking what oh oh my god oh my god oh my god right and probably the whole time i'm just like just like because i know it's coming right like you're not living from that if you do fucking oh my god so flying through flying through and, and then just like slow motion just thousands of people see it and they're just like, what the fuck? No. And just that the trauma already kicks in, right? So I go land, boom, smash, land in a empty, perfectly empty space, maybe in the, the arena or like in somewhere like over in the parking lot or something where I just land on a bunch of cars, but I just smash, boom, dead, done, boom. And then everyone who saw that, everyone who saw that, I'd be imprinted in their minds for life. Every time they think of the fair, which think about it, millions of people attend the fair over the course of fucking three weeks. So even people that didn't directly go would think every time when the do the Pialp commercials start coming on or they start smelling the scones or they think about the elephant ears or winning pro every, every aspect of the fair, I would be fucking burned in their consciousness, right? So like they would get a jolt every time the fair came up, they would just be like, oh my God, you know, that traumatic response, boom. Every time they'd have to go to therapy, the people that really saw it or were like near, loved ones, stuff like that, God forbid, would be like, every time they talked about me in therapy, every time they thought about the fair, every time they'd hear a fucking ding, 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 it would just be like, oh my God, that kid, that, and, and that would be for a lifetime. Like, who wouldn't want that? That's like, the, that's ideal. You don't want to die in peace. You don't want to die like with like six people who, know, who knew you and, and that's it. And then once they're dead, no, you want to like full send. I'm talking from a perspective of like toxicity, obviously. This is morbid as fuck. I already told you I'd do the other one. That'd be great. But if you had to choose, and nine times out of ten, it's going to be fucking wild, right? Why not fucking let it burn a little bit, right? Because then every time you'd come to mind, I'm reborn again. And I'm reborn again all the time now, right? Boom, 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 boom. Every, at least once a year. And then the, every Facebook post would resurface. Be like, people, you guys remember that fucking kid that was like squealing? And through the air and smash and landed on like that fucking Ferrari and died, dude, at the fair. Holy shit. Who's going to the fair this year to get some scones with me? I'm looking for some homies or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It would just be natural. They'd probably have a shrine for me, right? They'd have a shrine. Like, like it'd be just like me at the pinnacle of the, the fucking slingshot just breaking and just like if forever remembered, like, you know, Tanner Clemens, the slingshot, uh, catastrophe or whatever. I'd have, people would have fucking tattoos of me, the dark people, right? like full send and then it's just like the little cage i'm in you know all that it, it would it would just everyone there's all the whole spectrum of people traumatized but also people are like fuck yeah like me it's like oh that's fucking sick i know it's dark but fuck wouldn't that be great so so here's so this is what i want to get at so i said that to my uh my my good buddy nuts right kicked him with that we were in hawaii just recently we were just talking about death, you know what I'm saying? He always, we always talk, it's just, it comes up, you know what I'm saying? It's not taboo to us. And so it comes up and uh, he starts telling me his fucking story, right? Of like what he, his ideal. And I'm gonna, I'm, while I'm telling you this, I'm gonna try and call him again. 
so he can maybe uh, give you the rundown because he can he explains it way better. But he was the first person I met that was like wanted that same kind of uh, full send experience on like a death, right? His involves a lot of people that are living, but that will be affected. So that's where we really connect. I was like, okay, cool, great. No one's dying, but people are going to be a little fucked up, you know. Uh, but his has to do his way more extreme, and it, and it is kind of like a suicide. You know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely directed. He's still taking a nap. Fuck this lazy shit. Okay, so I'm gonna have to tell a story. Hopefully he calls me back. But his deal, right, is uh, he wants one day. If he decides that this is it, right, this is it. it normally it's it's like that diagnosis, right? You get that fucking diagnosis, and you've lived a big life. And you're not super old, right? You feel me? Like you're not like, ah, oh, you know, just let's just bow out. You still have an, enough testosterone in you and just like shitty thinking. You're wild enough. Let's say between 50 and 65 where you're like, ah, fuck. I still kind of want to like send it a little bit. I still want to get a little crazy. And this dude's nuts. We call him nuts. Uh, he was like, I'm going to fucking rent a, rent a plane. Like I'm gonna go up like 14,000 feet or however high you go up. He's like, I'm gonna have a amazing cocktail loaded up into a syringe. He was, you know, he got, he got down that way. He was he was a wild boy, right? But he's like, I'm gonna have this crazy cocktail. The fl the pilot's not gonna know what's good. He's gonna take me up there. Maybe you'll pay him some hush money, you know, whatever. He's like, I'm not gonna bring a shoot. He's like, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fucking whap that magical cocktail. And he's like, I'm just gonna fucking jump out. And he's like, I'm going to jump out. And then, and then this is where my darkness came in. I'm like, yeah, but like, where are you landing, dude? And he was like, you know what I thought about? He was like landing in the middle of the fucking CenturyLink field. Or now I think, is it still CenturyLink? No, Lumen Field now, which is a fucking kind of a trash name. He was like during like a preseason game or like a playoff game or a nationally televised game, right? So this is the same theory. And he organically got there. Right, I wasn't fucking guiding him through. I wasn't grooming him into being dark and morbid. He's fucking dark and morbid already. And he was like, I'll be flying down. It'll be like halftime or, or just like at the final drive. Something just ideal, right, where everyone's engaged. And he's like, they're just going to look up and be like, what the fuck is that? Or same thing, like, what is that at first, right? And then it's just going to be this like, and he's a big dude. You know, he's solid. He's a round boy like me, belly boys for life, right? And so he's like. They're just gonna be like, what the fuck is, what? The? And they'll like look back at the game and look back up. Like, is that a fucking bird? Like, what is that? What is, are they doing like the thing? Cause you know, people will like skydive into the arena at times, right? And all of a sudden they keep looking and then like, he just get, and then, and then all of a sudden they start hearing this. And then, you know, when he's like at the point where everyone's looked up, hey, what the fuck is that? Oh my God, what the fuck? And then just the whole stadium at once locks in on this fucking flying ball of fucking madness. Uh, and he just, ooh, bam. And I was like, Bubba, that's turf, dog. You're bouncing. And also you're round. Like you got some fucking boing to you. So you're going to bounce. Like you're going to smash. And most bodies do. Bounce right back up. Middle of the field. It's turf. It's, it's, it's springy. He's going to bounce up. Fucking smack back down, right? And he, his thing was like he wanted to he wanted to be dead long before that. I'm like that's fucking whack, dude. Because like that's an experience. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to die like mid air. A lot of the times when people jump high off like like you know they jump off the things that they probably know aren't gonna be great for them when they land, kind of thing. That scenario, they die of a heart attack, 
or or something like that uh, before they hit impact, just from shock. So their their just body floods out. They don't feel a thing. Science says I don't know. Google it. But uh, I was like, nah, dude, you gotta be like my thing. But I was like, what if you were fucking beating your pud on the way down? Now it's kind of pervy, obviously, but no one would really know. This was the my angle. This is when I kind of threw in my angle. I was like. If you were beating your putt, because he was already super stimulated. He did like a goofball, wacky, like cocktail. So he's up, down, left, right. He's like feeling it all, you know. Uh, and I'm like, if you're beating your fucking little putt stick, you're coming down, right? And no one's going to know. No one will know in the beginning. But you know cameras will lock on. People will be recording on their iPhones, kind of blurry and grainy. They may not watch it for a couple months because it's so traumatic. But one day, there's going to be some engineer like NFL or like NBC or whoever the fuck was like recording the nationally televised game right and this guy's gonna be in this dark room and he's just gonna be like so sad he's like fuck dude that was so intense he's like why do they're, they're making me we're doing the story and they're making me fucking you know review this shit and cut it up into a little segment and uh I have to blur out the guy and all of a sudden he kind of like he notices something and he's like what what is he what's he doing with his hand is he like is he looking for a parachute what oh my oh my god Oh my God, he's fucking beating his putt. And then, and then it becomes like this thing, like this can't get out. There's no fucking way. They're like, this cannot get out. This, this is like so graphic and so fucked up. And there was like, you know, th th there's millions of different, thousands of different people at the game, right? And like, who, you don't want to expose, you know, they don't want to know the truth. So they have to kind of cover it up. But then, then you deal with like the human condition. You deal with like people gossiping, right? Reddit fucking all those things and it comes out right and it slowly after like a couple months of it being hush hush and everyone kind of like reeling from it and you know just starting to heal and the grieving process is over then you start seeing like the seahawk swan diver fucking death guy new dark twist i could just see it like on the internet like like a clickbait just like new dark twist seahawk swan diver beating pud while descending to his inevitable death right and then you just see like there would be clips on the fucking uh news radio news channels where it's like just this little pud just like fucking like a uh, kind of a uh, uh, blurred out you know what i'm saying like kind of like those weird like foreign foreign pornos where they like blur out the genitals for some weird reason but like you know what they're doing it's all bl blurred out and then it's just widespread viral son like times ten thousand. like the, the, the whole thing the world is talking about it shaking in its boots at first but then then that dark little twist of a situation where it's like pud being beat oh my god what this fucking was this guy what the fuck you know what i'm saying they interview his family members his mother right and she's like he's always been fucked up i love him to death but man always been twisted you know what i'm saying she's like i knew he was fucking troubled when he got the the picture of jesus with satan horns loaded like he has this crazy tattoo of like jesus with like Satan's horn. It's fucking. I forgot what he calls him. It's just, he says it's his higher power. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, but he I, he calls it Greg or something like that. It's really funny. It's a horrible tattoo. Uh, and I was like, the funniest thing is when we were talking about this whole story, and I was telling mine, and he was telling his, in the, in the perspective. Uh, and no one's ever. Everyone I tell, and most probably people listen to this are gonna be like, "What the fuck did I just listen to for thirty six minutes or whatever?" Right. Most people are like, you're fucking insane. And I get it. I understand. But I'm not, I'm leaning into it. I'm leaning into it. I'm putting my own colorful twist on how I want to go out. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be scared. I don't want to be, I want to fucking go out 
in a blaze of glory that's not necessarily valiant or heroic or romantic because I know armed with the facts about life and the, and the death experiences I've had since, since I've been alive, it's normally pretty fucking brutal, son. And so it's like, I'm going to pick my brutality. And, and, but the whole time we were, we were driving in Maui and we're like, just, we were running around doing all this shit, getting ready for his wedding. And, and he was all excited and I was all excited. And just, there was a lot of anticipation and just fun and connection. And his dad, <laughs> his dad was in the back seat the whole time. And this is, he, Joe, nuts is older. He's, he's, uh, closer to 40. I think his dad's, you know, whatever I'm 29. So like he's, he's a grown ass man. You feel me? He's, I think he's probably even like 37, 38, 39. Uh, and his dad's in the back silent the whole time, just shaking his fucking head. So, and I forgot he was even there because I was in the front seat, his dad was in the back seat, and we were just having this rap session. And at the end, we look back, I'm like, oh shit, what's up, dad? <laughs> what do you think, man? And he was just like, you guys are out of your fucking minds. He's like, you guys are really fucked up. <laughs> and, but it was just so funny, man. It was so funny because that's like why we're, Joe and I are friends, not because like we're dark and morbid, but just like we can go there, you know? And I was like, I knew I fucking loved you, dude. I was like, I knew ah, that's why we fucking kick it, bro. That's why we kick it. Uh, moral of the story, though, man, is like, like death, sex, death, uh, religion, all these things shouldn't be taboo, man. And that we should really like our mortality is a, a, the stark fact of life. And it's like the longer that we hide from that, I think the more spiritual inflammation and fear that we'll have that will affect our lives now. Because if I'm afraid of death, then I'm going to be functioning out of this this way of, uh, and like I said, I will inevitably be afraid of death again. No one wants to die. I do not want to, I love this life. I love this life. I want every to be present for every mo moment of it until the very end. But like we also have our heads in the sand sometimes. I know I did for a long time out of just fear. But then like that can just be so freeing. And, and I think in our civilization, we, we really hide from the idea of like our finite mortality. We talk about, oh, living forever. We talk about all this stuff. But it's just like that's, that's fantasy. But if we really focus on the truth, not overly, where we're just obsessing about death, but we're having like healthy, open conversations about like what that may look like. And how it gives substance to our life today, because instead of running around afraid that it's what's going to happen is going to happen, which is like not a good place to be in. Right. Fearing the inevitable. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? If you knew that that was coming and you were functioning as if it wasn't or you were acting as if it may not from a delusional standpoint, like that's going to cause all sorts of wacky shit in your life or. Or you can really try and fucking like settle into the idea that, okay, it's coming. Okay, it's coming. And so now what does that mean for me and how I'm going to show up and move or what I'm going to do, right? And a lot of it, you know, the, the woo-woo will be like, well, then you can take chances. You can go for broke. You can, you know, material things will be let go. And that's a lot of the times I think in our society today, like we focus a lot on material. We focus a lot on things and it's like no substance, right? A lot of it, you know, we, we focus on experiences and, and, and whatever, which are finite in the way of like, say, like, you know, who knows, whatever. But like, I think it's the, the long game with this life and what we do with it. And I think the sooner we come to a, a realistic standpoint where it's like, it's going to happen and that like, whatever happens after is none of my fucking business one way or another via reincarnation or hell or heaven, it, it, it's just, it's irrelevant to my experience right now. Right. And that could just be a mindful mindfulness practice. You have to start your fucking day. You know, I, I know I do at times or if I'm getting quiet and I really just think about like, how am I going to define the, the experience and the, the existence I have now? 
you know, am I going to run away and I'm going to hide from that fact and I'm going to act out of fear and I'm going to act out of selfishness and I'm going to try and take or fuck, maybe I'm here to give and maybe I'm here to experience things and say yes more than I say no and kind of like not fear, not fear the pain of trying or failing or all those things. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know shit. All I know is that fucking slingshot thing is looking awfully sexy as a way to die. And uh, I think mine's better than Joe's. Nuts. I think mine, I think my, you got, you tell me, tell me if I need help. If you need to, if you need, you don't need to call me and check on me after this. I'm okay. I don't want to die at all. And if, if I ever had that, those kind of things, I know who to go to, what to call professional, all of that. I'm really aware. But if I had to thought experiment, which I do a lot of, and you'll hear many of, I think that's how it would be. Right. And I get, again, I get the idea of dying with a loved one who wouldn't I just I want to have a loved one in my life like I just like dude if I'm dying if I knew I had that person in my life that just gave that color to to my experience and that, that offered that that fucking I had that I guess in many ways that that pinnacle of human connection with that that person right that just we rode together for all the all the years and it was just that like that idealistic thing dude then like, I don't care if I do die alone because I had that experience. And I think that's like really fucking amazing. So that'd be great. So I wouldn't even be selfish. Be like, oh, I want to die with that person. I just, if I knew I had that and then say like the final years, some shit happened or some catastrophe, whatever, that's it. Great. But I'm not delusional with the fact that like nine times out of 10, as I said multiple times, that like death isn't beautiful and peaceful. I did way too many drugs. I fucking ran my body in the ground mentally physically i have fucking alzheimer's in my family dementia in my family like it fucking is gonna come dude one way or another i used to think i i used to think i was gonna die super young not because of just because i was loaded and doing wild shit and i was, thought i was gonna overdose or you know die in prison or car crash whatever which which very well should have and could have happened i won't say should have because obviously if it should happen it would have but like i i did not see a future when i would think of my life i did not see 30 40 years ahead that was now I do, but like back in the day I didn't, right? So I always had this residual kind of idea that's like, fuck, I might be that guy, you know? That at just some point, like, just I might be, and that's kind of what sparked the whole idea of like, well, then how would I want that to look, anyways, right? Uh, but it's all jokes, it's all fun, it's not, it, it's it's just a big LOL. Uh, I'm okay, everything's fine, you're okay. This was just fun, uh, and and I think hopefully what it does is it kind of anyone that listens didn't fucking give up after 10 minutes of this uh here at the end hopefully this has been a good exercise for you to just like lean into the idea of like what would that look like for me it doesn't have to be crazy i would love to hear your crazy fucking stories of where your sickness takes you right but like, it doesn't have to be wild maybe you want to die surrounded by rabbits maybe you want to die uh, you know on the ocean right maybe you want to die jumping into a volcano whatever like just think about it think about mortality Think about what that may look like. How, how much substance that offer connection and relationships you have now if you know that one day you won't be able to have that, right? And it's not a bad thing to, like, to explore those kind of things because there's a lot of self-discovery in that, right? There's a lot of self-discovery. There's a lot of growth that can become from that or just perspective that you may not know. And that's the kind of shit I sit here and think about when I'm by myself. I'm not vibing with anyone. I'm not doing shit. I'm just like kind of like just with me, talking to me, thinking about me. <laughs> Sounds bad. Uh, that's the places I go and, and I have a lot of fun with it at times, not just with death, but just like life, you know, uh, good shit. Good shit. That was great. That was great. It felt good. 
It flowed well. Uh, everyone go to the fair, ride the slingshot ride. You probably, no one's ever going to ride that ride now after I said that. I just dropped the stock on the slingshot. I also thought about scenarios where you go off the top of the extreme scream. Like you go up. That's the one that shoots you just straight up and straight down kind of thing. You go up, but then you just don't stop. And But it's like, imagine going like perfectly up where it's just like, whoo, and how intense that would be, that feeling of just like, wait, wait, wait. And like feeling the velocity going up, but then slowly feeling gravity being like, bitch, come back here. Come back down. Bring your, bring your little toxic ass back down here and let me kill you, right? How intense that would be. Uh, holy shit. So I thought about that as like rides. There's not all rides, but I just don't want it to be a plane crash. I don't know why. I feel like that would be just like super stupid way to die. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, with that being said, I hope you have a fantastic fucking weekend. I want to upload this now. Fantastic weekend. I hope you're happy. I hope you don't die tragically, and I hope you do die with uh, the love of your life or the multiple loves of your life if you're poly, because I'm cool with it. I mean, I get it. I support that too. Uh, let your freak flag fly, you know, and just stay groovy. Stay happy. Uh, hit me up if you have any feedback, uh, need anything, have any questions, want to come on the pod. I really appreciate everyone that listens and uh, gives me the time of day to just like kind of soak in a little bit of my perspective or whatever uh, and have fun because this is really uh, a fun avenue of expression for me and, and I enjoy it and hopefully you guys enjoy it because if you enjoy even a little bit of it you get a little giggle that's what that's like what touches my soul you know that's why I do it not because I think I'm cool or because I think I have shit to say that's important but just because like I believe that uh, I can offer some happiness to somebody in some way or another even if it's just through like blanking out at work listening to my voice and listening to me laugh at my own jokes or talking to a cool person like the cool people I have coming on soon. So uh, I have no expectations out of life, man. I'm just trying to show up and uh, be present and be good. And so with that being said, I love you guys to death. Hope you have a great week. Uh, and hopefully I'll be crossing your paths here soon. And if you need anything, just let me know. I love you guys. Okay. Bye-bye.